Welcome everybody to the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 277 of our show. We're chilling, hanging out with all of you on Twitch on the front page of Twitch tonight, rocking it out super hard. I'm hanging with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the Baron of Bricago, the Baron of Bourbon. It is that man, Cicero Holmes. Stubby Stan, what's up? What's up, Bricago? This bourbon's for you. <laughs> that was what the hell is the, the what the hell is that? This baby is for you. Also chilling with my I'm man. I'm trying to my get mellow. my ad dollars on. We on the front page. I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to get that ad money. You're trying to get that ad money. <laughs> uh, also with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes STEM look good, the man who makes science look good, the man who makes tutoring look good, the man who makes pork pie hats look good. It is that man, Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. I don't have any bourbon, no drinks. Um, so, you know, I'm just like the, uh, the math teacher of Bricago, I guess that's what's happening right now. I teach Bring. every single class, every single period only because I've mastered quantum entanglement. So there's copies of me everywhere teaching. So, oh, so I would oh, get down. Snap. Damn. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Quantum entanglement. Yes. That sounds like. That sounds like something that gets people set up in jail. Yeah. That's that's... <laughs> Quantum entanglement for the, for, the, for the people. Um, thank you, everybody, for coming through tonight and also coming through last week. We had Gabby Michelle from the Xbox uh, division, the Microsoft de- devices division, come and hang out with us and talk about the adaptive controller, which was amazing and a really dope show that we had there. Uh, we have a wonderful guest this week. Coming to us from Shack News and the Coins to Continue podcast, we have my man Charles Singletary rocking with us tonight. What's good, Charles? How you doing, sir? Greetings, everybody. Um, lower the bar on that wonderful part. We're trying to set the bar low, <laughs> no, so I can execute high. But hello, everybody. Uh, hello, Brookago. Thank y'all for having me once again. We're super excited, man. Super, super hyped to have you. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, this, this is a big moment for y'all. And I appreciate y'all, you know, let me come on here, you know, risking me totally screwing this whole thing up. You know what I'm saying? Now you'll be fine as long as you don't cuss. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I thought about it before. I was prepared. I, I got it. I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm you're fine. I, re- I remember we, the thing we do before the show was we would do the re- relate, relax, release move. And we all cuss as hard as we can before, before <laughs> we start the show to get it all together. Um, first of all, you have been in the space for a very long time. You've been doing some fantastic work. I remember when you were just a young buck coming up in the game <laughs> and you were writing on scrolls and you were like, yo, I'm going to get into this gaming industry and I'm going to make it happen. And now you are over at Shack News making dope things happen. Give the folks at home a little bit of context and a little bit of background on you and, and how you got into the gaming industry. Um, I think we all met on the tail end of me pretty much writing for free uh, yeah. when I was writing for the coalition. Yeah. And, and, you know, writing was the the side job while I was doing other work to pay the bills, be it work in retail. I think at that time I was working at a hospital, but writing was always the passion. So I, I never stopped doing it, even though, you know, doing it for free for Coalition was dope. Plus, I met some incredible people. And, you know, I say free because there wasn't like a check coming through. But a lot of the experience experiences I gained through them are priceless. Like, for example meeting all of you wonderful gentlemen um and getting to go to e3 for the first time uh going to pax for the first time all of that was through the connections i built up through the coalition so i was doing that uh somebody told me that my writing was kind of like not completely trash so i started reaching out and like pitching to to people that wanted to pay for some words 
and they accepted it. Uh, Pixel Ken was the first publication uh, that I was paid to write something for. Nice. And it was, um, that was actually really like, that's that's a, a starting point uh, that I, I cherish highly because I got to write about the fact that my parents embraced my interest in games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the, the story was about how they cultivated that interest in me and, and they learned about the game industry through my interests and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Um, and I thank Pixel Ken for giving me that opportunity. And things just kind of spiraled from there. Started writing for uh, Motherboard Vice. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrote for Playboy about games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about games. 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 Real sexy yeah, games. 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 <laughs> uh, that, that was a gig that worked out a, a little bit. Um and uh, Zam, which has changed to something else, and actually writing for a print publication, which was, you know, print's not dead, but, you know, print isn't always like an ideal route to go. Um, it's not very accessible, especially for me. I don't have like a very lengthy byline, but it worked out. And I wanted to have something tangible because family members, the old heads, they don't understand this writing for the internet right. thing mm, very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so you got uh, like a blog, them, what you, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You right. got you got a blog. Right. Like, I'll, I'll get to the thing of my uncle later. I'll, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> but um, giving them something tangible, something that they can open up and be like, "Hey, Charles Singletary wrote this. Yeah. These pages right here. They can show that to their friends and stuff." That was really dope um, to have, and that was a gig that worked out. But then I started writing for Upload VR. And uh, I don't know how how deep you want me to go into that whole situation, but nah, that was that, that was a good look. That was a good look. Going uh, upload was a good look, uh, and I was doing it with a very close friend, uh, David Jagno. Shouts out to him. Um, he 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 stuck it out, which he he I I definitely tip my hat to him because it was a rough time to go through, but upload the higher-ups did some really shady stuff Mm. um stuff is not the word that i would have used (laughs) but they they did some shady stuff and with me being kind of in the youth of my writing career and also just i didn't want to be attached to the things that were going on there right i was Mm -hmm. like i i can't this this can't be like in, in a selfish mindset, I was like, this can't be my introduction to other things right. for one. And then I can't in good conscience work with these people still around. And I also didn't want to wait around to see that change because it was like they're they're like, all right, we're on our way out. And I'm like, all right, cool. Then I can stick around. But then they weren't. And then they were. And then they weren't again. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just bounce. And And David actually put me on to the gig that I have now. He, he told me, he pushed me to go for it. And, you know, uh, he's a close friend. He's like one of my best friends. And he pushed me to go for something that I myself didn't think that I was ready for yet. Um, and that was the news editor gig with Shaq news. But, uh, you know, I did, I did the interview and it felt, it didn't feel like an interview. You know what I'm saying? It felt like, more so a meeting of kindred kindred spirits like minds just talking about you know the plans for the future things that we've experienced a lot of it was about vr um and and you know emergent tech 
and it just everything clicked. And that next day, I got a job offer nice. from them. Yeah. Wow! Wow! wow. Yeah. So that that uh, went really well, and that's where I am now. That is home. Do it for Shaq News. Uh, you see, you see the shirt. Got it on. That man, man, Shaq News the has like, yeah, Shaq News has a like stupid long over twenty year history. Right. Uh, started out as a, as a Quake yep. fan forum essentially, mm. and with that. <laughs> there, there's there's always the, the, the butting of heads between the old heads and the young cats. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got a super young dude that's an intern that's Fortnite dancing it out, flossing and everything. And then we got, you know, the classic Quake Doom squad. And I'm, like, in the middle of that because, like, when I was in high school, I didn't play Quake. I played Unreal Tournament, right. which... That is a point of contention <laughs> yeah, with my yeah. co-workers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I have the I have the experience, you know, with PC gaming to 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 understand it and be a part of the conversation and kind of bridge the gap between the older stuff to the to the newer thing. Uh, but yeah, that's where I am now, Charles. You, you know, you you talked about something um, earlier that I, I kind of want to touch back to, and that's your relationship with your parents and, and the fact that your parents have uh, kind of helped uh, or, or they grew to they grew to have an understanding of, of the things that you do and the industry that you're in uh, through you. Uh, if, if the Obamas didn't exist on Twitter, um, if we weren't able to see them over the last eight years, um, one of the things that helped me during the last term was, was seeing pictures of you and your family together. Um, how and and really like you know I'm I'm being dead ass like it, it's it's for real. Um, but like how how important to you um, both uh, emotionally uh, and and physically was the support of them during during the times where it was uh, real tough. It was absolutely everything. Uh, most people don't know I'm I'm an only child. So with that, you know, comes a a different dynamic with your parents, I feel. Um, And I've I've had my mom and dad my entire life. And just we we have a friendship, you know what I'm saying, as as well as, you know, the parental units in my life. And I talk to them about just about everything. Mm -hmm. And. I was scared when 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 everything went really south or was going that way with upload. Mm-hmm. I was talking to them about it, and I was like legitimately terrified. And it was, it was the worst timing, uh, as well. Um, I, I believe I ran into Ka, I think maybe in mm. E three because I ended up going to E three with all of this happening. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first day, like even even before the first day, you know, talking to my parents about it, and. And then going to the event because their their instructions in that regard was like, go and enjoy yourself as much as you can and, you know, do what you need to do. Do some networking and get on to the next step. But that first day while I was there, it was I, I felt like, what if this is it for me as far as covering the gaming industry? Mm. What if I can't find another spot and like I felt like I was home when I got the when when I started running for coalition and I went to PAX South for the first time yeah which is the first convention I ever did and when I went to E3 I was like this feels like home 
and then I felt like that home was being taken away mm. at that point. Yeah. Mm. So I went through that the first day. Like I had appointments. I didn't want to go to no appointments. Plus, I was doing the appointments for the job that I was thinking about leaving. Right. <laughs> right. I, was, I was like, I don't, I don't want to go talk to anybody. I got this big old. This says upload VR on right. on my tag. I don't want to look. I don't want y'all to see it. I got it flipped. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that first day was rough, man. But then seeing people that I knew that I'd interacted with, I just felt more motivated. I was like. I, this is where I want to be, so I'm going to find a way to get back to it. And they, like I had mentioned my uncle <laughs> before. So like I have that relationship with my parents and stuff. And, and uh, this uncle, this is my mom's brother. He's the youngest uh, out of all of them. And even with him being the youngest, he also has that disconnect right. with, you know, covering games and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then I actually came... Um, when I, I left Upload and I started writing for a comic book website mm-hmm. that was paying peanuts, basically. <laughs> paying, though. And it wasn't they, they, Playboy. They, they right. <laughs> it wasn't Playboy. Right. Right. It wasn't Playboy money. <laughs> it wasn't Playboy money. Not even close. But um, I, I started writing for them and I was like, yeah, I'm making enough to pay the bills and everything. My uncle made an offer for me to come back to San Antonio because I moved back to Alabama because it was cheaper. Right. Mm-hmm. He made an offer for me to come back to San Antonio because he was like, I know you enjoyed the city when you were here and that you were doing, you know, the stuff that you loved here. And even though he couldn't understand how I was getting paid for it, he supported it too. And he was like, come back here. We'll help you get situated back here in, in, in this place and you try to find a job. Which I, I thank him for that. I, I recently moved out of there in December. But he helped and kind of pushed me along as well so like people like that mainly my mom and dad mm. like with, without them telling me like i had a conversation with my dad about the the article that i wrote he's like i didn't even know that there were publications about games that existed until yeah. you were showing me the pages right. wow. <laughs> he's like, like he couldn't fathom the idea that people were professionally doing this stuff right. Right. and but he was like if, if that's what you want to do go for it you know, do, do take whatever risk that you need to take. We'll back you up as much as we can. And I was like, with with that kind of mindset behind me, it was hard for me not to do the best that I could yeah. to get to where I am. So yeah, I, I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, like like you're basically doing the dream. I mean, like you started writing yeah. for free, right? And you got into the industry. Like, do you have sort of any uh sort of bits of advice? I mean, I'm sure you see like like a lot of people that ask you questions about yo, like how'd you do that. Or like, you know, have, or like, do you think things have changed so that it's kind of different advice now for people trying to get in there? Uh, the advice is mostly the same. Usually, usually when people ask me, like, how did you get into it? They, they expect it to be a much shorter conversation than it actually is. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, how much time you got? We're we going to be here for a while. Like, I, I went through writing for free, writing for a website that don't exist no more. Like, all of this is a changing landscape. Anything can happen. But one of the things that I always... I battle with myself about being jumping in the conversation is, is about writing for free yeah. because there is a lot of people take the hard stance of do not do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I understand that because there are a lot of people that are going to take advantage of the work that you're putting in. Like um, most of the website, like uh, I can't remember, I think it's game journalism jobs.com uh, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Most of those publications on there, 
they're not going to pay you very much of a salary, if anything at all. And it'll be like, just do this for the exposure. Right. Like that, right. that constant joke, mm-hmm. you're going to see those exact words mm-hmm. in these jobs. Yeah, posters. for sure. And when, uh, when I said, tell people like, all right, you may end up writing for free. Right. As long as you know that and um, what's the best way to put it? Make sure you're getting enough value out of it to to better yourself Mm. and make sure that there is value that is elsewhere in this job. Um, And like they're not working you to the bone for free. Right. Like the coalition, like they they were very vocal. They like, all right, y'all, y'all are doing this for free. We'll try to supply you with as many games as possible. They would pay for us to go to the events themselves. Right. So they, you know, the money that they did have, they were helping us to be able to network right. and go to these right. events and stuff like that. Yeah. Make sure that they are investing in you some kind of way uh, when you do these free jobs. There's not, I was lucky with Coalition. There's not a lot of publications out there like that, uh, to be completely honest, because I've, I've written for some of them. I've written for a place that did pay. It was a lot worse than the free place <laughs> I was working for. Like I, I really got nothing from that, and it was draining. You know what I'm saying? So you you have to constantly reevaluate that uh, with any job, uh, for the most part. So like, think of it that way. Make sure that you're not overworking yourself, um, and that you're getting some kind of value out of it. That that's my biggest advice for people that are looking to get into it. Yeah, they just keep writing every day. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's been the the kind of biggest step that you feel like you've been able to take so far? Like, I know a lot of folks, us included, when we were starting to get into the game, you know, we had these very specific goals. We were like, we want to get to E3. Then the next one was like, we want to get to E3 more than once. And then the next one was like, uh, you know, we want to figure out ways that we can do other stuff in the space. What was the thing that kind of solidified you understanding that you had kind of made it in the spot and that you were going to stick? Oh, when I got thrown into the fire at PAX East, huh. that was the moment. That <laughs> was a moment that, that came to me. I didn't even know that I was looking for it. And, and it happened and it solidified everything. To to give some background to that, I went with Shaq News. I've only, I had only been to PAX South uh, up until that point. Mm. And last minute, legitimately last minute, the week of, they were like, hey, we're going to need an extra person because of the stuff that we're trying to do. Can you come? And I was like, I'm going to go because I, 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 I want to go. So I've been wanting to go to all of these and just waiting for the uh, invite. So I go and they're like, we're doing a full on production with this streaming all day long for every day. And this is when they added the fourth day. So it's like we're doing a whole nine. So the initial plan was because we're going to have so many people on camera, we're going to need you to go to the the appointments and stuff. And I was like, well, I, I've done that before. I could do that. No problem. And then, and, and shout out to Lizzie does it. I did run into him on the floor. So he saw exactly how I was like chicken head cut off, which is me at every <laughs> event, but it was, this, it was even worse here. <laughs> but so I get there and one of the guys doing the video stuff, our video specialist is starting to lose his voice. First day. Oh man. So it was like, all right, here's the schedule for everything. Can you fill in on these points? And I was like, sure, we'll, we'll give it a shot because we don't have any other options. <laughs> it was like, I, I will try to do this the best that I can. 
and you know live streaming on twitch this this whole time in front of these cameras all day long all right i'll, I'll give it a go with all these people and all these games and developers and stuff i give it a shot and i made the mistake of doing really well the first time <laughs> so day one knocked it out of the park and they were like well hey can you like roll the scroll out right <laughs> can you do this one this one this one and this one and this one and I'm, and I'm excited to do it at that point because right. i was like this is right. i mean I've, I've done interviews with just a voice recorder in my hand right. and stuff but it felt different it felt good to be talking on camera right. with these people and then also i fed off a lot of their energy because these developers are super excited to talk about their stuff sure and and having and like they were super nervous but i'm like and they're telling me that I'm composed and I'm like, I'm shaking in my boots right now, but I'm feeding off your energy. And this is really exciting for me. And it, it, and just that going through that, making the mistakes that were made, learning from them and, and getting feedback, you know, not only from my team, but, you know, the developers that we talked to and the people putting on the production crew. It was that was the moment where I was like. I might really be real. Like the whole imposter syndrome that kind of occasionally kicks in right, yeah. kind of just melted away. Nice. In that situation there. Nice. So that was the moment. You started to feel the golden glow. You yeah, realized. I yeah. It definitely. Yeah. You started catching bullets with your teeth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's beginning to believe. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Catching interviews with his teeth. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was see, an incredible see, see moment, now, man. now, like I just imagine Charles at Pax East with like just like that um, showing up, like that football outfit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just rolled up in there. That would be like, amazing. Got the shoulder pads with now, the spikes. Yeah, the shoulder pads. <laughs> I'm not opposed to putting that that outfit together. And doing <laughs> if, you, if you get up so, on Shaq News with a Jerry curl, I'm gonna sit front row. <laughs> I'm sitting there front row, and I'm gonna be in there in the in the crowd spraying you an activator. Just in the back. Hey, look, man. Hey, look. My dad rocked a uh, high top, curly joint. <laughs> I, I think I'll just, I'll just be paying uh, homage to him. Right. If I do. <laughs> it's only right. Oh, right. He had, oh, he had the Randy Watson. Yeah, the he, Rand- he was rocking. Rand- I was, I was looking at Randy, Randy Watson. Watson. Oh, I believe the children are our future. Oh God. Um. So you, you know. So so uh. So, so uh, in the in the uh, the chat right now in the Twitch chat, uh, which you would see if you're here live uh, with us, and if you're not, why aren't you? Uh, that a lot of people mm-hmm. are talking about your microphone, um, Charles, and and yeah. uh, you know, kudos to your mic, that's dope. Um, but the reason that you have such a great mic is because there's not just three podcasters here on the show right now; there are four. Um, why don't you yeah. talk about your video game podcast, Coins to Continue? Yeah, Coins to Continue is the podcast. Uh, I, I co-host that with my wonderful co-host, uh, Pikachu Lita, a.k.a. Right. Katie. Shout out to um, Katie. She, Yeah, she's a, she's a professional streamer, um, an incredible human being yeah. that I'm very lucky to, lucky to be able to do the podcast uh, with, uh, to be honest. Shout she out to her. But. Yeah, we uh we actually just came off hiatus. We normally would post our episodes on Fridays, but every Tuesday we're doing episodes. We got some stuff lined up where we don't have to take as many breaks because of me and her's ridiculous schedules. Um, but yeah, we 
the identity of the show is is kind of like clay right now. We're still molding that. Mm-hmm. We're still figuring it out. But um, it's actually inspired a, a lot by Spawn on Me, oh, oh, which I've man. I've told y'all that before, man. Like it, I love the work that y'all are doing. Y'all inspire me directly. Even push me, you know, to keep doing coins to continue in, in a time where we didn't know if it was going to continue. You know, it's, it's gone through its different forms with its different hosts and everything, but. It's it's here to stay for sure, and Great. we 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 get to curse a whole lot on Coins Continue. <laughs> so if y'all need to get that well, fixed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be calling me, be in. calling me, yeah, Mickey yeah, Fickies. Yeah. <laughs> we let all the right. uh, all the demons out. Right. They all get to come out on the show. But we we you know have a few interviews with people on there, but mostly it's me and her just discussing every facet of gaming you know the community critique right. the culture the whole nine right so come check yeah. us out word up yeah you, you had up. a fantastic episode uh your most recent one we're coming right back off of hiatus we were all talking about it in our own chat it was like yo coins is first of all coins is sounding better than ever it's sounding fantastic yeah yeah um yeah Ta- hey shout out to be will one of the things behind the scenes is happening he he did some of our audio stuff before but now he's full time doing it because you know we we cutting him the check, so he's like you know yeah. I take the, the the whole show on the road. But yeah. shouts out to him, dude, just the ideas that he's had to like fix the audio up and get everything situated is yeah, what's sounding dope. real? You got to sound real. Yeah, you crisp. sound real crispy and nice. sexy. I was like, okay, good, yeah. good, good job, good job, good job. Yeah, he killed um, it. it. It sounds like you said that you were kind of finding your way and and getting back into the into the groove. Is there anything that you're particularly trying to? hit in the next couple of episodes stuff that people who are listening to the show now should be kind of expecting um i know that some of the conversations you had on the on the most previous show was about you know kind of getting into the streaming game and figuring out some of that stuff but um it, it, i'd love to hear kind of thoughts about what you kind of want to tackle next um the biggest thing that we want to tackle next and i've reached out to a few people um about it is honestly the layoffs that have been happening right. across mm. the gaming industry so we we want to <clears throat> Get the perspective of the developers themselves, whether they have been directly affected by this or they just have some insight on it. So we've reached out with a few people to talk about that. Some of them that were actually laid off that have found new homes, some that are still searching. Um, And the more recent ones are still the wound is a little bit too fresh right now for them to come on. But sadly, there have been multiple you know, occurrences of people getting laid off, but we we're trying to get a few people on to discuss that. And as far as like the ongoing conversations, being that Katie is a streamer, she has, and, and she's, she's a black woman that is streaming. She has a lot of insight on the things that happen um, uh, to her. So I, I try to get her to talk about that as much as possible, because a lot of people, me included, like I, I've, you know, gone on to stream be on the front page of twitch and everything and seen some really messed up things that happen right but the stuff that she tells me about <laughs> like pales in comparison like my, my stuff don't even compete and she gets it all the time but she gets on and she keeps doing right. what she does being an incredible entertainer that she is and being an incredible human and like so i try to get her to talk about that as much possible as as possible um, and being that I cover news for Shaq News as well, we, you know, dabble into that stuff. So we'll talk about the most current things or rumors and stuff. And, you know, I might drop a little nugget on there. Some exclusive stuff you never hear anywhere else. Yeah. I don't know. 
Every now and then. You see this man coming in here with the stealth plug? Like we got some, we got some joints that you ain't even here before. Um, yeah, we got a little some stories. You know what I'm saying? Under under. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want freestyle. Freestyles are written that no one's ever heard before. Well, that's you know what? That's a perfect perfect segue to. I do this. Some of the here you yeah you do a lot of things, son. We ain't talk. I I do this. Um, I do this. It's a perfect segue into some of the conversations about the stuff that we've been playing and some of the news of the week. Um, One of the fantastic uh, conversations I heard on your show that we want to talk about today, with since we have you on, is about Apex Legends. Right, that has been a thing Mm. that has been soaking up too much of my time at this point. Um, And you two, and you and and Pika had a fantastic conversation about just where it lays in the the battle royale space and, and and how you all have kind of come to it um what what's the what's the deal been in in terms of apex legends for you for you how are you feeling about it what's your thoughts on it to summarize how i feel about it I'm, let me tell you this um for the for the people that don't follow me on social media i often tweet about how washed i am and how i like to get to bed <laughs> around 10 p.m central um at the latest uh due to apex legends existing I've been going to sleep around 2, 3 a.m. Right. <laughs> it's been hitting me real hard. <laughs> like, I, I can't I can't work through the day through those moments like I used to be able to. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's the impact that Apex Legends has had on me. Like, I essentially coming from PUBG to this is where I am. I've, I've tried every battle royale that I've got in my hand, that, that has come out. I've got my hands on all of them. And... PUBG stuck with me the most, but my people that played it graduated to other ones, some to Fortnite, some to Call of Duty Blackout, Uh, Fear of the Wolves is out, uh, some other things, and so I stopped playing, because playing PUBG with randoms, no, (laughs) no, no, especially if it sounds like you're a person of color in that lobby. Right, yeah, yeah, it's Call of Duty Um, all over again all the way good on that like we don't even play with chat on we just in our discord (laughs) that's it but i i uh like i mentioned on the show i played fortnite i'm not good at building right i can shoot all day long but i can't build nothing so you give me long range i'm done and i played blackout blackout was very refreshing it was very different and i liked what they were doing with it but I'm Call of duty out, mm. just myself. Yeah. I played a lot of Call of Duty back in the day. And just the, the the that world, I was out of it. So didn't really do much Battle Royale at all. And then <clears throat> Respawn Entertainment drops Apex Legends. So as a developer, they've built up enough good grace with me that I'm going to try something that they put out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Titanfall 2, one of the best campaigns that I've ever played in my life. And so I was like, let's check it out and see what this is like. And I am hooked. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know. I did not know that I was looking for a battle royale shooter with heroes right. or champions. Yes. I didn't know I was looking for that. Um, <clears throat> I subconsciously was looking for that incredible ping system that they have. Oh, my in the God. Game. And it, it's like it's 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 so ridiculous to me that it, every time I talk about Apex Legends, I got to talk about that because like it's a you know it's a shooter and everybody's like oh how is this shooter? I'm like look, let me tell you about this. Ping system. <laughs> <laughs> like I can I can ping this, I can ping that, I'm I can ping you. this, and <laughs> like it's it's contextual and it's incredible. Yeah. 
And also, back to conversing in PUBG, I don't have to talk to nobody. I don't have to talk to any person at all, and we can communicate with each other enough to win matches, like no problem whatsoever. And, And I have had my random chat on like it has only happened to me a couple times where people say some really shady stuff in the game but i'm muting <laughs> off jump everybody mute. <laughs> we got this pink system and we we mute everything but yeah. it's 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 like a a perfect balance because PUBG matches to me they take a very long time i'm not complaining they're just a different right, thing right and these matches you jump right into them mm-hmm. there's not there are gaps between the action like any battle royale but with your hero characters, it feels different. Like mm-hmm. you, you're thinking outside of just shooting. Right. You're thinking like throwing this shield at this time, using these portals to get here, right. traversing with this grappling hook. You're thinking more about it. So it feels like you're more engaged with the game right. more frequently. And it's just it's striking a chord with me and I, I can't put it down. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way, man. Like I I'm I've not been the a battle royale fan pretty much at all except for Blackout. I really yeah. enjoyed that. PUBG to me was a little too like I just kept getting killed and couldn't tell where it was from kind of game. Right. Um whereas I couldn't feel like I could formulate a strategy because, you know, you, the guns hit really hard in that game and, and Oh yeah, yeah. And any misstep you're out of there. Yeah, and like you got to be, be on a swivel. Um with Apex though, I like the fact that the classes i feel like at least the uh starter classes are very easy to understand i love that lifeline is the one that you learn first because being able to like for example like revive people with a shield and do all 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 that stuff is, is i think really good for like accessibility wise to get people into a a a royale game um, I know you mentioned this on uh, my coins. Having a jump master when you're jumping, yeah. when you're entering the game, is super dope mm-hmm. because you don't have to worry about knowing where where every spot is. Like I think the first couple of times, I would always relinquish the control to somebody, but now <laughs> I'm like, yo, I just pick somewhere from the jump master because if people want to bounce off. Like they'll bounce off and die. <laughs> <laughs> but if they want to win, they'll stay with you. Yeah, he's pinging their little banner like "Come help me!" No, no, no yeah. I'm sorry, you lost that privilege. And, and and I I I don't mute everyone, but I do find that the pinging and the in context voices are so good that when somebody talks, they're almost messing that up. I'm like, yo, yeah, I want to like, hear that from this character's voice, not your voice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something uh, a little controversial, maybe um, uh, surprise, but. Um, Apex Legends is the modern warfare two of battle royales. It it hmm. completely well, I don't know about that. it completely changes. So in in a way in the way that uh, it completely changes the way people think about battle royales. Because like Charles, I was into PUBG um, for its realism. But I, but I knew personally that I was never going to succeed in that game. And it was, while it was exhilarating, it was too frustrating to really, uh, for me to feel like, oh, I'll have a chance to actually win. Uh, and I'd have to do it with friends because I can't do it with randoms. Then, mm-hmm. then Fortnite, I can't build, I can't build anything. So like, I'm not doing that. I'm not playing that game. Uh, <laughs> done. 
Um, and and you know, blackout uh, again, like Charles. I'm kind of Call of Duty out. It's it's <laughs> do do what you do. But Apex brings all of those things, all of the elements that made th- those individual battle royales successful in their own right. It combines all of those things, plus it adds the hero element, and it and it it uh, accomplishes the the main portion of battle royales that that uh, that entry to barrier uh, the the barrier to entry with battle royales, and that is uh, the your inability to play it with with randoms or your inability to play it without your friends. Um, so yeah. the fact that the ping system is there and it's so intuitive and it's so contextual. Um, allows you to play with literally anyone as long as they're going to play within the rules. You don't have to actually speak to anybody. And that makes that's what makes the game so repeatable um, and and so easy for you to just st- sit around and ruin your life and stay up till 3 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that I didn't expect to be talking about team comp when you're talking about playing a battle royale. <laughs> And right. it's a huge part of the deal. It's like once you once once you have figured out your main person that you really like to use, then you start to bounce bounce that out with other characters that you see you getting picked. And if you got picked last, you definitely are trying to pick towards the team and not be selfish and just be like, I want to pick this yeah. person. So it's definitely changed a lot of the ways that we're thinking about battle royale stuff. And I and I see it in the chat often, and especially tonight, people are like, we want everyone to crib that pick that ping system. If everyone can crib that and put it into their game, it will be revolutionary in the way that it is in, in, in Apex. 100%. It's, this, it's, again, it's just like Modern Warfare. When Modern Warfare had the, the, the you know, the, the system where you pick like your, yeah, you pick your, your whatever things, like every game had that afterwards. Every game had that afterwards. And that's going to be the same thing in the BR space. I hope so. I don't know. I really do. I, I hope it works out because, like, that I feel like that'll welcome in the people that have might have not touched battle royales at all. That yeah. might be the the thing that yeah. kind of gets them in the, the combination of the heroes and that type mm-hmm. of communication might be that bridge. Right. Yeah. Right. It, there's there is an accessibility to it as well as here's here's another element because um, I'm I'm constantly this is how I've evolved over the course of this of this show. Um, when I see these competitive games, I'm always thinking esports and esports implications. Um, one of the things that makes Overwatch a, a great esports game is that uh, because it's a hero shooter, there's a shorthand that a uh, a caster can have with the hero, mm. and immediately mm. the fan can connect with that hero and what that hero's capabilities are. Now, the hero in in the hands of a one player is going to be different from the hero in the hands of another, but you know that hero. And and Apex has that, and and so as a, as a from a broadcast perspective, the fact that you're going to be able to say, "Oh, Mirage," you know, so and so is using Mirage, and Mirage is going, you know, like I know what that person. If that person is in trouble, I know what Mirage can do. I know what Bloodhound can do, and I I can understand that from a fan perspective, even if I don't know the players. Yeah, great point. Great point, point great point great point um, another thing I didn't talk about it on coins was something I, I've definitely taken from this is the another thing that simplifies the experience because when you play PUBG there, there's there's a learning curve right. 
there's a lot to figure out and a lot that you need to communicate. But there are some things that you don't even have to talk about in Apex Legends. For example, the weapons and the ammo. We it's all color coordinated. So and and another thing with battle royales, you need to be as quick as possible with everything that you do. So you have these green weapons, you know that you're looking for green ammo. And so like as as quick as possible, you can see, okay, it's not here, it's not here, it's not that. This is energy, this is light. You know, you can move through it as quickly as possible. So just I don't know. It's like respawn just looked at everything. Yeah, they learned. It was like it was like, all right, well, we can't do this. We need to fix this. What kind of things do we need that we're not seeing in these other yep. games? And they put it all in one package. So the Call of Duty comparison, you wild, son. But uh, that ain't too that ain't too ridiculous. I'm not mad at <laughs> I that. I do this. I hear you. Right on the edge. Right on the edge. Right, right, exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, so yeah. I, I, want, I want to say I want to say one more thing about Apex Legend that I think that a lot of people aren't talking about. Um, I think this game is brilliant. It is is absolutely. It's probably the first new game that I played this year, but it's on my list of game of the year already <laughs> because the experience is that great. But what I will say is, damn EA for doing it again. Um, when Titanfall Two released a few years back, they released it two weeks before uh, their their own other first person shooter in a big series in Battlefield, and one week before Call of Duty. So they cannibalized their their own market by themselves. They were competing against themselves by uh, with this with Titanfall 2, which was available to all all consoles for the very first time. So it really killed that brand. Um, or it did damage to that brand, or they didn't do themselves any favors. Yeah, they didn't kill them. Right, yeah, right, right, they, right. They didn't do themselves any favors. Um, they're doing it again. Apex Legends is a BR, but in a couple of months, we're going to have the Battlefield BR coming out again from EA, again from DICE, you know, one from DICE and one from Respawn. Why are they doing this to themselves? I mean, they, I don't, they, they've been doing, they've been doing yeah, that. I think they have a lot of games. Like they're a big publisher. Like they, they, they can't space everything out equally. Like they make, Tons and tons of games. This is true. Yeah. I, I I hear you though. I'm I'm 100 with you on what happened with Titanfall, Titanfall because I was one of the people that was late to the party. And if right. those releases had been spread out, I probably that probably wouldn't have been the case. Yeah. But I had to make a decision at that time. Exactly. But I feel like this is the timing is the same, but I feel like it's slightly different because Battle Royale is coming to a game that's been out for months that already has an install base. Sure. And Apex Legends doesn't have a price barrier as right. well. Sure. So I, I don't think with the numbers that they now they couldn't have predicted that Apex exactly. Legends would be this popular. Right. Yeah, they but with the numbers that it has amassed now, uh, I don't think it would hurt for people to go. You know, some of those people are going to go play Battlefields Battle Royale and and, co- and go back and forth. Right. I'm hoping that they're different enough that people will find them both appealing um with the way battlefield works it should be mm. right that sounds like um, the same commentary people had about titanfall 2 when battlefield was right around the horizon you're right yeah. you're right you're right you're you're 100 right i'm but i'm hoping the hope yeah. is there it ain't dead yet and I, I hope it's different enough i'm going to play i have battlefield sure and um sh- shout out to them because dice 
what they're doing with the uh, Tides of War thing, right. where every piece of DLC is free. If y'all didn't know that, look it up. It is yeah. incredible that they're doing right. that with their game. Right. And I'm hoping, I hope that their community isn't cannibalized because I don't think Apex is going to be hurt. Right. right. At all. No, no. Because it's, 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 it's more it's, so right. on dice at right. this point. Yeah, so, it's the like, barrier to entry. You know? Yeah, so we'll we'll see how it goes. I know that they already said something about Battlefield kind of underperforming. Even though it did really well, they still felt like it underperformed. Right. I hope that they're not putting a whole lot of weight in this Battle Royale release. Well, I'm hoping, but we'll see. I don't think they are. Yeah. I think if they were, it, it would have been there for launch or shortly after so. launch. Possibly so. Well, speaking speaking of hope and, and Jesse Jackson, because we're going to keep hope alive. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Anthem and Anthem's hope about trying to break through in the looter shooter. Uh, shout out to Brad Shoemaker, who was like, please stop using the term looter shooter. I do hate that. It's a terrible term. It's a sucky term. I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to put in place of looter shooter. What about connected shooter? Like tag? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You you hit now. It's a a destiny. Hold these bullets. <laughs> it's, it's, it's looter shooter connected yeah, shooter. I just hate when somebody calls it an MMO. I want to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not an MMO. MMO. It's not an MMO. Yeah, what do you, What are your thoughts? It's what have not. been the thoughts amongst your peers at, over at Shack and and also coins to continue about Anthem and and their 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 jump into the into the fray? Well, first, I have a question for someone on Uh-oh. this show. Uh oh, uh, Cicero. Oh, really? <laughs> so, uh, uh, a, you, oh, really? Uh, you made an appearance on the Throwdown. If I'm not mistaken, I, I did make an appearance on a throwdown. I'm known to do that from time to time, sir. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the throwdown. Shout out to the throwdown. Over yes, there. yeah, exactly. But I don't know if he misquoted you, but you <laughs> said that the looter shooters or connected shooters is kind of a dying genre or is dying out. N- no, uh, so that is uh, not fully in well, context. No, no, that is not fully <laughs> in context. Uh, first off, first off, I call them destiny likes. Okay. Um, so, um, but what I what I questioned was the the community's collective appetite for them. That I felt okay. like, um, you know, obviously it is not finite. Um, you know, ultimately, I guess it is finite. There is there are a certain number of gamers, uh, and there you know everybody is fighting for their time. But uh, I was I was saying that it seemed like there was there has been a sh- collective shift in the first person shooter or in the shooter genre shifting away from destiny likes more to battle royales and i was mm-hmm. wondering if anthem may suffer from just a a shift in gamers taste more so okay. than the quality of the game gotcha um mm. Um, I was just going to say, like, with that context, I understand where you're coming from. I still don't think it's the case because of how pick up and put down battle royales are. Sure. Versus versus the looter shooters or Destiny likes kind of their their continued investment. They want you coming back and grinding and, and getting to the higher levels and getting the better weapons. So I feel like I feel like a person could be playing a looter shooter and get to a certain point, put it down, play a couple of matches of border battle royale. Yeah. Go back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think the the shooters themselves, the connected shooters, I think they're in more risk of cannibalizing each other than they are do, being, you know, damaged by any other mm. genre, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Sure. Um, now, with Anthem, oh, man, it's tough to talk about this game <laughs> because, like, 
for one, you know, I've got an attachment to Bioware's past. You know what I'm mm. saying? And I, I, I had my concerns way, way back when this just announced. And even then, I was at peace with like, this might be trash. One or two, this just might not be something for me and be good for other people. And I'll just have to wait for Bioware's next thing. Yep. So I'm kind of like floating in between that because there are issues with the game for sure. Right. But I, I feel like the things that are good are going to be enough for the people that, that stick around and enjoy it. I don't think it's completely broken to the point where like, all right, uh, this is a complete wash. We're just going to shut this down in a few months, move on to the next thing. Um, I still think it's going to persist. It is not for me by by any means the 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 conversation at Shaq, people are in, it's, it's the same thing people are enjoying elements of it um you may have had certain expectations with it being bioware now you're understanding that those things are not there it's not that type of experience um the writing is a bit better than uh the the other connected shooters in my opinion uh, but still not quite enough to to keep me there. And and I spoke about this before, like as me personally, I can't invest that much time in all of these connected shooters, like trying to maintain accounts on Destiny, Division, Anthem. Can't do Warframe. it. It ain't happening. Warframe <laughs> ain't happening. Like and, and I had and I, I made a choice. I was like, I'm sticking with Warframe. And like I ended up like, of course, right after I make that decision, work hits me up like, hey, yo, we got this code for you to stream. <laughs> I'm like, All right, that's, that's pretty much how that goes. But like it's I don't know, man, it's 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 rough. Like I haven't even been experiencing the connection issues that everybody else is having. That's yeah. not even like I one of even. my. Yeah, that's not even like one of my negative marks. I think I've been disconnected once and that was in the demo. Uh since the, the, the soft launch, I haven't had a problem. But some things that I feel like are issues are like I feel like there was a single player game in the concept stages. The in and a lore built towards that and then it was blown up into something else. That's just how it feels to me. Like Launching out of Fort Tarsus, for example, mm -hmm. there's one big circular pad for this one robot. I'm like, lore wise, where is everybody else coming from? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, are we just jumping into this place? Are we all playing the same human person and we're just out in this area? Yeah. Like just just stuff like that. I feel like there's a disconnect. Sure. You know, um, and then the rest of it, people talking about it's repetitive. What what was what was Destiny? What is Division? Yeah, right, genre? Right, <laughs> right, right. Like, the entire genre is is the it's not the exact same thing, but it's the same thing, right. y'all. Mm -hmm. Come on now, like these new criticisms that are popping up about uh, uh, Anthem, y'all got to cut that. That's why I say it's hard to talk about it because I'm like there are real things that we can discuss about this, but it feels like y'all are trying to tear it down for like other reasons. Right, you know what I'm saying, like. You don't have to make up nothing. We got some stuff that we can be concerned about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, there's, 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 there's definitely but, some things in there for sure. Yeah, but, but what about y'all? I, I, well, I feel, experience? I feel like uh, for me, Anthem is like a um, is someone who goes to bake a cake. They get all the right ingredients to make their favorite cake. We know that cake is delicious. 
um, because we've had cakes similar to that before. And their first attempt, um, they didn't mix it right. They didn't bake it right. It came out just a little off. But all the stuff is there. They just need a little bit more time to get it right. And that's what I think. That's what I think Anthem is because the ingredients are there. It's a beautiful game. They've got one of the, the, the best group of storytellers, collective storytellers in Bioware. Uh, and, uh, and, and there is difficulty there. Um, so, so like, is, if you flesh some of that stuff out, now that it's out in, in, in the wild and EA gives it some time and the community gives it a little bit of time, I think that we will have a really delicious cake at some point in the future. Yeah, for sure. And, and I do want to remind people, like, Division and Destiny both had rough launches. Yeah. I don't think people remember that, but it was the case. They like, should. Division was... Destiny was super trash out the gate, and I was I was a Destiny truther. Right. I was out there <laughs> preaching to the choir. Right, right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yo, Destiny. Yeah, yeah, Destiny was rough out of the out of the yeah. gate, and Division was rough too. But yeah. Division probably had the largest ascension out of all of them. Oh yes, like they, yes. yeah, yes. they just straight they yeah. took all of the feedback from their community and it was like, all right, if we want this to keep going, then we need to. This is who we're feeding, so we need to fix this and get it situated. And they did it. And then Destiny came around, you know, taking King. They they shifted everything there. Now they did some they made some mistakes with Destiny too. But this is a conversation for an entire different day. I think them being separated from Activision means that Destiny, whatever it is next, is going to be outstanding. Uh we'll for see. the people that are still fans of that world. So that's just my, my take on that. Anthem, they, they're, it's a rough start out the gate. I think they will bounce back. True. Yeah, I, I think Anthem's phenomenal. Um, I honestly don't get a lot of the hate for it um, unless you are a player, like a, like a streamer, basically, that has put so much time yeah. into it already and has already gotten to the end game and is saying, like, yo, there's not a lot to continue with me playing because there is not, I mean, f- from what I've read about the end game, it's sort of three strongholds at different kind of difficulties over, over and over. So there's not, I think that compelling content. If you're a really heavy player um, and, and, and like, I mean like a streamer level player, like eight, right. nine, 10 hours mm-hmm. a day, I think for the majority of like, of like people, it's fine. You know, like uh, you play a little bit, here, here, and there, you slowly kind of level up. Um, much like with Destiny 1, which launched in a not great shape, but the shooting and stuff felt so good that I was willing to forgive a lot of that stuff. The flying, the world building, the guns feel good. All that basic stuff feels like great. And I actually do feel like I'm, I don't know how far I'm in, maybe six hours or so. I feel like there are some characters that I care about now. I feel like mm-hmm. I know more about the characters in anthem than i ever did about the destiny characters like uh the 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 uh, vanguard um and the division characters as well so so, like i think that bioware special sauce in terms of making characters that you actually care about and like aren't just like standing there with like missions i think it's there (laughs) Um, that's good i think it's good you know um i i I mean i haven't gotten to the end game stuff so i can't really speak on that but i like the journey that i'm going through um right now true 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 man this time has flown 
Charles, it's it's like we <laughs> it was an hour ago where we got you on the show and started to talk to you about all these wonderful things about uh, everything you're doing at Shack News and on all the stuff you're doing at Coins to Continue. Man, thank you so much for coming through and hanging out with us tonight, man. As as always, thank you as always, me. it gives me nothing but joy to see you rocket uh, into into the stratosphere in the gaming industry and doing so many dope things and wonderful stuff that you all have uh, over at Shack. Man, fam, thank you so much again for coming and hanging out with us in Chicago tonight. Thanks again for having me, man. Word, word, word. We're about to get up out of here. Uh, see, hit folks at home with the social media business, but don't leave the stream because we have some cool stuff that we're going to talk about right after we end the podcast. Uh, yeah, social media do- business is as follows. Oh, you, sorry, this, yeah, this. Let me talk, son. <laughs> let me talk, son. That's, that's what I do. It's my house. Well, he says, "See, yeah, I'm C yeah, too." Right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> You CSJR, yo. Yeah, they are double, double C's, C's. yo. Yeah. C powers activate. Um, <laughs> social media businesses as follows. Spawn on me. All social media platforms. Check it out. If you want to follow us individually, check the bios. All of our information is in there. Spawnon.me is the website. Check that out. Every Tuesday in podcast format, this show comes out wherever your favorite pie catcher is. Uh, rate and review like and subscribe tell all your friends do all of that uh, or catch us on thursday or and catch us on thursdays uh 10 p.m pacific 2 p.m or 2 a.m i don't even know what t- whatever time it is in the wow. eastern time zone I, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry it's 8 p.m pacific Jesus Christ. Yeah, 11, 11 you know p.m. What time zone you're in? I have no idea. I have no idea where I'm <laughs> in. I'm in Bricago. Yeah, Bricago is in the space between spaces. Um, yeah, if you want to level up your <laughs> residency, go to Patreon.com. You can give us just as little as a dollar a month and get extra content like the wonderful Spawn on Me After Dark podcast. Uh, Patreon.com slash Spawn on Me. And all email requests can go to Spawn on Me podcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for coming and hanging out with us this week and every week on the Spawn Me podcast. It's been fantastic to go hang out with you all today and every week. Again, Charles, thank you so much. Everybody go check out his stuff on Shaq News. What's your social stuff, too? Uh, the T-H-E underscore C-S-J-R for me. And then you can follow uh, the Coins to Continue podcast at Coins, the number two, continue all together on Twitter. Um, and the show, you can find it on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, uh, pretty much any of your podcast podcast aggregators. If, if you can't find it, add us. We'll find a way to get it on there. We want you to be able to listen to the show as much as possible. Dope, dope, dope. Thank you all again. And we will say peace. Peace. Peace.